is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. You have to learn to speak up for yourself. When we talk about employee engagement as a two-way street and one of our pieces of the pie is communication, what we mean by that is there needs to be communication from both sides. It's not just the manager telling the employee what he expects, what the results he wants are. It's also the employee speaking about the conditions of her workplace, of priorities, needing more guidance in certain areas or less guidance in in certain other ones. It's that two-way dance of communication and feedback, and it's both sides. So for example, we know of a young employee who is doing an amazing job in her position. She's been in the position for about six months. She's even gotten employee of the month for two months in a row. Yay. And she feels completely overwhelmed. She is stressed She leaves most days feeling like she's a failure because there are so many things left undone on her to-do list. She's being asked if certain projects have been completed and she's trying to get them completed by the deadlines. They are supposed to be completed. The problem is things keep getting piled onto her plate. And she's not saying anything. Part of it is because she expects from herself, we all have very high expectations of ourselves, don't we? That she should just be able to get it all done. She could work faster, more efficiently. She could come up with a better system or a process to get it all done. And the fact of the matter is, it may not be that she can actually get it all done. There's a story of when my husband, Mark, before we got married, but we were an item, we were, we were a thing, we were a couple, decided to move from California to Maryland. And so he drove out here in his car full of stuff. And six months later, we flew back out to California to get the rest of his stuff from a storage unit. We gave ourselves three days to clean out the storage unit and then drive the Penske truck back across the United States from California to Maryland. We had it all planned out wonderfully. Well, the problem is this job that we had allotted three days to was a five-day job. And no matter how we sliced it, no matter how much harder or longer we worked, this five-day job was going to take five days. Not three, not four, but five. And at one point, probably by day two and a half, when we realized we aren't finishing this tomorrow, even if we stayed up all night, worked around the clock, there is no way we can finish it. We said, well, maybe it's a four-day job. And so we get into day three, same thing. It really doesn't matter if we work all night long and into the next day, day four, it's not going to get done. It really needs to be a five-day job. 
And by the end of the five days, we got the entire storage unit cleaned out into the truck. It was, it was a huge endeavor. And while that was not a great experience, there was a lot of stress, I'm actually happy to have had that experience. I'm very grateful because it was a perfect example of it doesn't matter how I have arranged things or scheduled things to complete a particular project. This project is going to take as long as it takes. And just because I've arbitrarily chosen three days, because that's the amount of time I thought we had, it was a five-day job. And it was outside of our control. Now, from a business system standpoint, could we have forced it into a three-day job? Could we have hired help? Could we have done some other things? Sure. But with the resources at hand, namely the two of us, we had two cars. So we were taking trips to the dump. We were taking trips to recycling. We were donating things. We were cleaning out things. We were doing the best we could with the resources we had. Having that experience taught me I only have so much control over something and all the great systems in the world and the plans and the schedules are only so good as what the project needs. And this is a whole nother podcast episode. So let me dial it back in a bit. Going back to this young employee's plight of she feels like she should be able to get more done. She should be able to work more efficiently. There must be something wrong with her. It's not. They've added more and more duties to her position. Um, They've actually given her the job of almost an entirely new position on top of her existing duties and roles. It's actually not possible for her to get it all done in a 40-hour week. And she's an hourly employee. So she can't actually just work more and more and more and more and get it all done because they really want her to stay within her 40 hours. She needs help prioritizing. The upper management needs to understand how full her plate is. Maybe their expectations are unreasonable. Maybe they just don't know. This happens all the time, especially with with managers. And we're all supposed to delegate. And if we delegate and delegate and delegate and nobody's complaining on the other end, we're just going to keep giving them stuff, right? Because until that, that wheel squeaks, we don't know there's anything wrong. That's why communication is a two-way street. And the employee needs to be able to say, hey, here's all the things that are on my plate. Here are my multiple priorities. What should I work on first? Because you've said these five things are important. I can only do one thing at a time. So of these five things, what's the first thing you want done and by when? And by the way, after these five priorities, I have the next level of priorities and there's about 12 of those. So how would you like me to do this? If 
the employees don't speak up, though upper management will never know. Now, we could also say that management's job is to create that space, and that's another segment of our employee engagement two-way model, creating that space to make it safe for the employee to be able to speak up. But there may need to be some coaching, some modeling along that. Like, so, Jane, it seems like such and such isn't getting done on time. And I'm wondering if you feel you have too much on your plate. Do you need help prioritizing? Do you need some additional help? Do we need to hire someone? Why don't we have a conversation and really look at what you're handling and see what we can do about that? Now, that of course would be if that manager was extremely empathetic and empathic almost, maybe reading minds to know that Jane was having trouble. But it, to at least ask, start asking those questions. But more importantly, it's creating the space and opening the door for those conversations. Because Jane could sit there and suffer for a long time, feel bad about herself, feel like she's not doing a good job, no matter how often she gets employee of the month, because she's not feeling good about her abilities. She's not going home at the end of the day feeling like she really accomplished something, like she slayed that dragon. She's constantly feeling beaten up from the workload and she can't crawl out from under it. That does not set Jane up for success. And of course, it's not good for the organization as a whole. There's another organization that we're familiar with that they have a roster of clients. And the call center handles calls incoming from the clients and they get routed to the person handling those clients. Well, one of those employees told us that they cannot leave for the day until every single call on their call sheet has been handled. And it could be seven o'clock at night. And unless their call sheet is clear, supposedly they can't leave. Now, that's because the organization wants to provide great customer service, I'm sure. Wants the customers to feel well taken care of, wants there to be communication. And maybe that's great for the customers, but if the employees and staff are coming across as overworked and harried and just not able to get to everything, that's going to show through to the end customer. Are these employees speaking up? Are they saying this is unreasonable? Are they saying, can we set this up a little differently? Because I really can't handle 200 calls in a day, or I can't handle 200 calls well in a day. 
and actually not serving our customers well by this decree from on high that the most important thing is I get through my call sheet. We here at the Schuler Group, of course, believe that it's very important to provide great service. One of our core values is extreme service. But we also talk about how employee engagement is linked to customer retention. The higher the employee engagement, the higher the customer retention. And one of the factors that leads to higher employee engagement is for them to feel as if they're doing a good job and that they're acknowledged for it. So in your organization, are you creating a culture of open communication where Jane can feel as if she can go to her supervisor and say, I think I have too much on my plate. I don't think it's because I'm not working hard enough or efficiently enough. I need some help. Have you created that open communication policy? Do you have that culture of safety? Do your employees feel that they're important? Or is their welfare and well-being of a much lower secondary nature than they're just getting the work done? What kind of culture are you creating? What kind of messages are you sending to your people? We have found a great way to determine some of these questions. What's the culture like in your organization? What's the level of engagement? What do people feel about the leadership and the management at your organization? Is through our proprietary company, Climate Inventory. It's a fantastic process that we love taking our clients through because it allows us to uncover the diamonds that are in any organization as well as maybe some of the dirt and we help come up with ways to shine those diamonds and fix the dirty problems. If you're interested in finding out more I invite you to go to www companyclimateinventory.com. Until next time, may you thrive.